Lord, we thank you for this gathering. We thank you for the for the members and those who have joined this gathering. The Bible tells us that when two or more are gathered in your name, there you are in our midst. We feel your presence, O oh Lord. And we pray that you will be at the center of all our discussion today. We also pray that this particular prayer meeting for students will fulfill its goal, which is to help each other through prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving and fasting. We ask that you inspire us through the word that we shall read and give us clarity where we feel obscure. We pray for those who, especially students who are less privileged around the whole world, those who are sick, the hopeless, the homeless, the prisoners, the violated and abused, victims of circumstances of war. We pray for all those who have asked for our support through prayers, that you, God, will be our anchor and be our guide and be our God, and you be our safe heaven. These are many more we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. So, thank you. So, thank you so much for again joining us. Uh, last week was an enlightening week. We talked about First Peter, and we had another discussion on Philippians. This um, week, we shall continue with uh, anxiety. The discussion is how students can become less anxious, especially as they hope in God for solution. We know that, especially when it comes to holding on steadfast on God, it's more easier than easier to say than to act upon them. We know that God says we should be anxious for nothing, yet we feel very weary. We feel unable to control our circumstances. We know that God says to us to have hope in Him. And we say these things, but in order for us to put it into practice, become somewhat um, challenging. And especially students whose demands and need might come with some level of urgency it becomes much more crucial to them to be able to put into practice what they know to be true of God. So I hope that two persons again, as we did last week, will share their experience of being anxious as a student and then we shall read the passage about God and what he says to us in such circumstance. Then we shall discuss that and then we shall you know, close um, the, the meeting. And I'd like to go first, talking about my experience of anxiety and you know, being anxious as a student. I'd like to go first, if you permit me. So, anxiety is some is 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 an emotion 
is a feeling that I'm very, for the lack of better word, very private to. I'm very exposed to what it means to be anxious. I think I'm still in that face out of feeling anxious about things. Particularly because I was um I was an independent student and I studied for ten years and as an independent international student in the UK. Uh what this meant is I had to pay my fees and the UK educational system is not that that would basically just shove things off just because you do not have the money matter of fact they would be more strict to those who are international students and who do not have the fees to pay so i'll tell you you can imagine how much like i said anxiety and feeling of anxiousness is something that i'm very exposed to was something that occurred daily in my life as a as a as a student you can imagine the level of experience that I have and accounts and stories that I can tell, real life stories. But I would like to say one that is actually the most recent it was when I was about to do my PhD. Um, I had finished my master's around July. And I was supposed to start my PhD as soon as I can because my visa was elapsing in, um, I think, a couple of months, around August-ish. No, I'll, I'll try to take that back. I think my visa was fin- was going to elapse around December or November. No, November. November. And I'd finished my masters in july which meant if i wanted to do my phd i have to apply for the phd before september because the university had september intake and after september intake they had january intake but because my visa uh elapsed in november i do not have any cover for december january so i needed to either apply for the visa for September or go back to Nigeria and doing a PhD was a decision that I made abruptly which means I finished my master's uh, which mean I finished my master's and the idea was to work for a while and save some money but the it wasn't the case I couldn't get a job that would give me the stay because I also needed visa to, to stay and I couldn't get it. So it was either I do my PhD ASAP or go back to, to Nigeria. And um, so I decided to do my PhD. The tuition was 12995 for a year and I needed to show statements of account um, at that time for another 15, 15 grand. I needed to 
save £1,300 for visa. I and I needed to also save for the NHS. There's a, there's a fee they pay to the health uh, agency here before you can actually get to apply for your visa. And yeah, so these were the key things that I, I needed to, to move on to do my PhD. And I didn't have any of this. I was working so hard. I was doing double jobs because it was holidays. I, li- I was literally working my head off, but I couldn't come up with the money for the school fees, talk more of the maintenance, the NHS and the visa. So things was tough, very tough. And I was working so hard and so hard, but the money wasn't coming up to what I needed. And I remember I went to the university to speak to the to to, to a caseworker. He met me downstairs in the cafeteria and she asked what's the pro- what the problem was. And I said to her, you know, I thought I could come I could confide in her. I said to her that this is the situation. Um the money is not forthcoming and I wonder if I can get some scholarship, some discount or something like that. Remember, prior to this time, already I was very anxious. But when she opened her mouth, what she said drove me to minor depression. She said that, um, oh, uh, Francesca, I'm sorry to hear that you don't have the money to pay for it. But how about you defer to January? And I said to her, but my visa doesn't cover that period of time she said okay so you, you go back to nigeria and come back when you have the money at uh, that point i went all blank absolutely blank and i didn't know what to do so i left and i said to her that i would see what i can do um i became a shadow of myself i didn't know what to do i didn't know how to raise this money and I had less than a month to put this in. Otherwise, I would lose you know, my chance, my window of applying for my PhD. Um, anxiety is actually a killer. It makes you to forget that there is God for a second. It makes you to question God's ability or God's promise or God's presence makes you to feel like you do not have, you've lost touch and cover of God. But one thing that that particular experience taught me is in the midst of your anxious states, there is God even much more visible. You cannot just see him because the devil has thrown you into this state of confusion. I was confused. I was bitter. I began to question myself. I'm nearly there. At that point, I needed two years or less to become national, to nationalize here. I was very close and I'm having to go back. And mind you, I've, this is the, like the fourth time I'm going through the same process. So I lost, I lost, I lost it. I wouldn't say that I lost hope. I think I lost myself. 
I was trying so hard to pray, but I I can't remember exactly the words that I may have said in my prayers and how many minutes I may have prayed because all I needed was the money. So I confided in two of my friends, one from Nigeria, Western part, and one Ghanaian. And... Um, through their help and support, I was able to pay my tuition with the money that I had saved. I used my credit cards, I used my loan, I borrowed money from here and there. I actually I paid my school fees with so many cards. People will pay with one card, but I think I paid with like three cards and one loan. And then my friends were able to help me with the bank statement, put the money in, take the money out, put the money in, take the money out. It was the 30th, I would say, and the next day was, it was a Friday, if I'm not mistaken. I know that the next, that day was the final day for me to apply for the visa, otherwise I would lose the window. And the next day was, it was no show, it was either that day or no show, I'll go back to Nigeria. And I was working, I couldn't take off from work because I needed the money. So... What I did was I went to work and from work I went to the bank. Everything was just happening at the nick of time. As soon as I gone to the bank to print my bank statement, bank was closing. I collected my bank statement. I rushed to the university. The university was about to close for 5 p.m. But the lady, she really was very helpful. She waited. She gave me my cast, which is my confirmation of acceptance of studies. I went downstairs. I paid for my visa right there. I used my cards on that same day and I, and I paid my NHS surcharge. And as soon as I paid it, the window was closed. I felt such relief. But now looking back in hindsight, as I talk about it as a story, I don't feel that intensity now. I kind of feel it. I feel how it may have how I may have felt that time, but right now I just, I don't feel it that way. I feel like there is much more present issues I need to sort out than what has happened to me in the past. And this is exactly what I wanted to talk about when it comes to anxiety. If only we can try to get past that faith with God. A few months and few years later, you would not feel it. I used to say this, and many people who hurt themselves, they did that in a split second. When you are anxious, you think about so many negative things that you want to do. You succumb to the threat of the enemy in a split second. When the urgency rises, when that, when you feel such burning desire to go out of your way, do things that is not in accordance with God just because you are anxious, that intense feeling of, you know, of going astray, if only you can... If you just go, if you're just able to control yourself and, you know, get past that stage, you will feel, you will feel God's, you will feel God's ease. There was this man who lived down our estate. He was married with two kids or three kids, but I know I saw him with two boys. He wanted to get in with me. He said to me, I will sort you out. You don't live like other young ladies. I'll pay your tuition. And when I said to him, how about your wife? He said, oh, don't worry. 
we're divorcing, I'm going to pay your tuition, I'm going to help you out, you just need help. But I didn't. I didn't. I, he may have been able to, I don't know. But I didn't succumb to that. And I was only given one window of opportunity. And God helped me to, you know, to make it happen. And that leads me to the Bible passage that I want us to talk about today in the book of Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 to 4. Philippians 2, 3 to 4. I'll give you some moments to open it. Philippians 2, 3 to 4. The Bible said that, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. But in humility... Count others more significant than yourself. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Now that first sentence says says it all for me. When we are anxious, we are selfish. One of the reasons why we even get anxious as students is due to our selfishness. We want God to do it now. We want God to act now. We want God to come through for us now. Once that happens, we forget for a second that you know we had a God who is almighty. We are very selfish. We just want, oh God, forget about those people who are sick. Attend to me now. God, forget about those people who are lame. Attend to me now. And how about praying for others' interests so that God can bless you in return? How about looking after others? During my time, I didn't look after anyone at that phase of my life. I was just thinking about me, myself, and I. I felt so neglected. I felt like I have done help. I've done so many help and supports to people, but I am in this alone, and I couldn't, couldn't get through to that, get through with that. So I was selfish. I was just thinking about myself. I care less about anything that's happening around me. And also what Philippians might also be telling us as students is count others that are more significant than yourself. Students need to understand that there is a God who is much more significant than, than ourselves. We need to understand that we need to put God first. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. These are those that are more significant than ourselves. If you put them first in your situation, in your circumstance, you will feel less anxious. I remember God saying to me that it doesn't matter what you go through, but there better be more than you in it. And that second person better not be human. It better be God. Someone who is much more significant than you are. Someone who can carry the heavy load and the heavy lifting. And then we have to put the interest of God in our in everything we do. When we are anxious, we can actually find strength to say, God, what is it that you want to do with me? What is the assignment that you want to send me on? I know I'm going through this, but is there something you want me to do for you right now? Is there someone you want me to talk to? Is there someone you want me to forgive? Is there some place you want me to go and, and speak to someone? Is there something I have to do? 
you have to always understand that God have an interest in your life. That is why you are alive. That is why I am alive. God have an interest in me. If God doesn't have interest in anybody or any student, I do not know if he would want you to be alive today. So the fact that you're alive today is because he's got interest in you. So you just need to ask him every single time you feel very anxious. God, what is it you're trying to tell me in this? Why are you bending my hand or my arm? What are you trying to tell me? Where do you want me to go? Who do you want me to forgive? Who do you want me to call? What do you want me to say? What You want me to pray? You want me to worship? You want me to, you know, thank you? God, what is that thing that you want me to be aware of? I know that you are in the midst of my challenges. I know that you are in the midst of my of my anxiety and this anxiousness that I feel. I know that there is something inside, there's something embedded in it that you want to reveal unto me. Lord, what do you want me to do? Incline my ear, incline my heart towards you and let me hear you clearly. I have not been going to school. I finished studies, so I've not had the same encounter, but I've had challenges from different aspects of my life. Matter of fact, I'm still going through some challenges even as of today. But what I keep saying to God right now, as opposed to what I did five years ago, what I say to God now is, let your will be done. What is it you want me to do? I'm going on to the hub. I'm thanking God. I'm inspiring other people. I'm teaching in my class. I'm putting the interest of my students first. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying to God, there is more to me than this anxiousness that I feel. There is more to me than this problem that is trying to weigh me down. This problem that is trying to weigh me down is just an aspect of my life. There is more to me. And in fact, in the book of Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28, the Bible says, do you not know? There is a question mark there. Do you not know? Isaiah 40, 28. Do you not know? Chiamaka. Have you not heard? Chiamaka. The Lord is the everlasting God, is the creator of, of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding no one can fathom. Do you not know? Have you not heard that the everlasting God, the King of glory, the one who is most significant than everything on earth, the one whose interest in you is, is long-lasting, is evident, do you not know that he will not grow tired or weary? And his understanding no one can fathom when we feel anxious. Do you not know that there is someone you can actually put, you know, release that too you can say god take this away from me but if there is anything you want me to learn from this be with me in the process so i don't lose on both ends because he will never grow tired of us he will never grow tired of us hearing hearing his voice he will never grow tired of us crying unto him he will never go he said in this world we shall face trials and tribulation but we should stand firm and be of good cheer because you have overcome the world god is just He's preparing us for something, you know, as students. He's preparing us for something as students. It was just last week, if I'm not mistaken. I cannot remember the precise date, but it was just last week that I got notification and I got into my student email address because ever since I became a lecturer, I, I did not have access. I was just focusing on my 
left my staff email but it was just last week that I saw um, an email notification and I was I was so shocked I stood in front of my computer and I was just looking at this email and I tried to retrieve the email from last year and the year before and I couldn't I tried my best I couldn't I could only see emails in the last few weeks now you may ask me or you may wonder why am I trying to look for emails from last year why is she trying to look for emails from two years ago she's no longer a student what does she need that for God is good the reason why I need those emails was because I got locked out one year before I finished my PhD because I didn't pay the last of my tuition my tuition the last fees of my tuition was due and I didn't pay it all so the university locked me that's what they do they'll lock you out if it was when you were your undergraduate they'll report you to the government but because they've seen my record they've seen that right this girl is already national but she still needs to pay up so they locked me off from my student email i didn't have access to my student email mind you i finished in 2020 i didn't have access to my student email before 2020 i didn't they locked me off and then i was using my alternative email to con- converse with my lecturers even when I passed my PhD, people were calling me on the phone. Those couple of people who have my number, they were congratulating me. And, and I asked them, how? They said they saw the announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, I didn't see the announcement of my own celebration because I was locked out of the system. I never, ever saw it because I was locked out of the system. I didn't, have, I didn't receive no emails because I was locked out of the system. So last week when I saw that, I went into the announcement tab and I saw my I, I saw my congratulations message for the first time in about four years. I saw it. I screenshot it. I saved it. For the first time in four years, I was able to see my congratulations message. Do you know that level of anxiety that I felt that time when I was locked out of this? And do you know how I was able to even see this email? Because I just paid my last tuition, my last balance for my fees last month. I finished in 2020, but I just paid the balance of my tuition in August last month. For them to be able to release my student email. God's plan is the highest. That phase of my life, I felt so anxious about that, but that didn't stop the work of God in my life. So if you are able to put God first, if you are able to understand that He will never He has such a plan for you, He will never go tired or weary. You will feel less anxious, I'm telling you, about things that is happening to you because you know you have a God who is ahead of it and who is taking care of it in the background. Now, all my worries in that part has gone away. It's gone with the wind. I can't even remember oh, exactly and precisely how they occurred and uncovered. I'm faced with new challenges and new set of problems in my life. 
But the moral of this story is God makes everything to work together to those who love him and those who are called to his purpose. He makes everything work together. I think it's Romans 8. He makes everything work together for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I'm not telling you that you will not face anxiety and you will not have this feeling of anxiousness because in this world that we currently live in, it is inevitable. But I'm just encouraging you that you should understand that in that state, put God first, exalt him, exalt his interest. Think about others. Pray for others in that moment. Isaac said something on Monday where we met. Where we when we met, he actually sowed the seed of his TV, and God gave him breakthrough. Now you need to pull God first. Exalt Him. Pray for others. Think about others. Love other people in your anxious state, and do not forget to love God, because that is the one person that can change things around. And I keep saying this, that the fact that you love God as students, the fact that you know God as students does not mean that the trouble will go away. My school fees wasn't paid for. I wrote it down. I prayed for it. I wish that someone would pay my fees. I wish that God would just miraculously pay the fees. I wish I was not going to pay that last £4,000 that I paid. I wish I didn't pay it. I wish I was praying at some point. The vice chancellor, I even wrote letters to the vice chancellor and email. I even prayed that God would miraculously send someone who would pay the fees or would call me and tell me that my fees has been cleared. But that didn't happen. Why? Because that is not the plan of God for me. His purpose is greater and there is a reason why he wants me to pay that fee. There's a reason why he wants me to go through that so that in all things no man will take glory that I studied in England for 10 years and they helped me because no one helped me. It was God all the way. No one can take his glory because his, his thought of me is of good and not of evil to give me a future one and hope. Whatever it is you're going through, I want you to understand that, yes, even if you pray, Jesus, 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 and you pray, Lord, 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 yes, you will wake up the next morning and that problem will still be there. And that's just because the problem is actually a way of God transforming your life into greater things that it will unveil to you at the, due, at the, at the right time, in due time. So when you sleep and wake up and the problem still exists there, it's still, it's still there before you change your prayer strategy. Start asking me, Lord, what is it you're telling me in this challenge? Why do I feel anxious about this? Take the anxiety away and let me work together with you because your thought is of good and not of evil. Don't. It's not all your challenges that you really ask God to take away. And when you ask him to take away and he doesn't take it away, pray again pray another kind of prayer let him know that you see that his hand is there i used to say this to god even if you help me even if you don't help me you are still god i am not going to worship any other god beside you even if i still have this problem and i don't have this problem or i have another problem i will never stop praising you because i see no i have no other god beside you i used to pray that prayer i've gone through challenges the last one week has been such an anxiety filled week for me at my workplace with my colleagues with everything going on in my life but you know exactly why i am standing strong because i'm standing on the promises of god that says he will never go weary or tired he is watching over me and there is a reason that he's allowing these things to come to me and happen to me and to happen to you but i don't feel anxious about it
there is a difference between going through a problem and having anxiety and being anxious than and going through a problem and you don't have the anxiety i'm going through so much guys but i don't have anxiety and i didn't just learn this i didn't just get this it happened in i think it was it took a while for me to get to this point where i would be going through problem and i'm not going to be anxious about it before when i'm having challenges i would be crying soaking and losing weight but now when i when i'm even having challenges that's when i eat well i sleep god has taken away that anxiety and that feeling of anxiousness and he has replaced it with his peace still and calm because i always say this to him if there is a reason why you've allowed this to be in my life please help me go through it with you because it's better to go through it with god it's easier it's it's more comforting than to go through it without god so thank you so much guys for listening and I wonder if any other person wants to share something about anxiety and how they feel God can actually be there for them. Because God is there for you, but how can they activate that presence? Does anyone want to go? Anybody want to say anything about anxiety? So faint. Yes. Good evening. Good evening. Yeah. Uh, that, was a, that was a very um, outstanding testimony of the line. Um, give thanks to God for that. You know, when, when it comes to anxiety, um, I think only those that will hold on to God, who is his own word. It's only those that will do that that will really um, understand what it means to trust in God sincerely. It's not something easy, no matter how we try to explain it or preach it or say that it can be handled. It's not something easy. And it, it happens in such a way that you are one is almost at the verge of either losing something or something then God will just come through. So I have my own personal experience actually when I was in school and while you were speaking I was just thinking if I was schooling in England that is in the UK at that time when I had some challenges and you know it was all resulting into anxiety I was like I, I don't know what would have happened, but God, God would have, you know, created another way because you say something when it comes to school fees, you know, especially when you are an international student, your tuition is not what they joke with. If you don't have it, either you go back to your country or you have it. So it's something, you know, something serious. But I had that, that same challenge back here you know, when I was in my second year you know and everybody today they will ask me how come you were able to write all of your exams without paying your school fees some you want to say is the standard of the squeeze like hope everybody can actually you know do that and you know go through even my 
passed us then everyone around up till I graduated they were surprised. Not that I didn't intend to pay, but there was no money coming forth. And that was enough for me because I know some person that just, you know, dropped their education and different decisions they took. But I didn't allow that. At that point I'd already given myself to study because one thing what helped me, what helped me because I was this guy that I can I can be very, very, you know, anxious. I get easily disturbed, easily worried, bothered and all of that. But the moment I started studying scriptures, just enjoying reading Bible, it did so much to my mind that I started developing faith, you know. I started developing faith that even if I've not seen God before, I know there is God. I've seen his word. So when I had these challenges then now exam was then closed. I had not paid my second year tuition fee. But I had the I had the belief, I had the confidence. I pick up my, my pen, you know, I went to the hall. And this is a, a place where they will check all your documents. I don't know how it happened. I didn't forge any document, but I was in the hall. I escaped that second year. I wrote all of my exams. The same thing the following year. This, I mean, so much reason for me to just give up and just forget about the school. But I kept going without paying the third year tuition fee and the fourth year, which was my final year tuition fee. This is crazy. Anybody that hears it will be like, it's a lie. But that, it happened like that. And even when I went back recently, my HOD was like, how come you were able to do this in this department? Nobody could explain that. But that's what happened. And I I saw how God, you know, came through for me in all of this. And this is something that would have actually, you know, led to a, a serious anxiety that then can make me to be depressed. And from there, I'll take a decision that will later affect me. I'll just quit school and all of that. Maybe go back to Lagos, you know. But because I I stayed, I believe. I don't know how, but I just believe. Not that I've I've read the whole of the Bible, but I just believe. But I stayed back, you know, and I wrote all of my exams. And here I am today. God has really, really, really helped me in that regard. So the best thing to use in tackling anxiety is just, you know not just prayer but faith in god's word when you study god's word you may not see a place that is even written anxiety but there are things that you will see god saying to you through his word if you believe those things it is personal it's not something it's, it's always personal it has to do with our heart we know when we believe and we know when we are in doubt so that way when one can give himself or herself to study and studying with in with that open-mindedness to believe whatever the word of God says. There are situations you will come into. You may not have the scripture to quote, but the what you have been studying has done so much, has given so much strength to your mind, to your inner man, that you are just finding yourself demonstrating that faith. And you see yourself coming out of, you know, the most unbearable situation that you know anybody else will not be able to go through. So that's just it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Isaac. We are actually in time. This is the 40th minute. Um, so thank you. Next Monday, 
Chinotso and Fate would um, take the lead and um, discuss strong desire for students, strong desire for student, for God. So we're going to talk about how God should have strong, how students should have strong desire for God. So please take note of that and just find some scripture in the Bible that you want to share with us concerning strong desire of God for students. Just to reiterate what um, Isaac have said and summarize what I've also the account I've given. If you check the meaning of anxiety, it means feeling of worry or nervousness and ease. When you want something to happen at a specific time and it's not happening, you become very nervous, with, especially with uncertainties. And Isaac have told us that the idea is just not, the, the strategy is it's not just to pray, but to have faith. And faith is very practical. And the scripture we've read says, we can exercise our faith through prayer, putting the interest of others first, exalting God in the midst of our worry and telling him to take it away because it is a different thing. It's very much different. There's a very huge difference between going through the problem with God and going through the problem without God. If you go through that challenge without God, you feel very nervous of the uncertainty. But if you go through that problem with God, you feel at ease. Someone said to me that, oh, they will not give you the job as a lecturer because you are owing the school. Someone said to me, oh, you will not get your residency because you are owing the school. A lot of things were said. And to be honest with you, I can't even remember thinking about these possibilities. I can't. Everything happens and work together for your good if you believe and love God. And God's miracle come in different fashion. Some people might find themselves in the same circumstance and someone paid the fees miraculously. The university wiped it off or something happened and somebody didn't have to pay that money. But my case is different. It's £87,000 I paid in 10 years studying in England as an international student. That is 87,000 experience of feeling worry and nervous because every thousand pound that I pay, I pay from a place of worry, nervous, nervousness about what will happen if I don't pay. And if I pay, many times I pay my tuition today and I, I go hungry the very next day. I get my salary today, I pay my tuition today and I go hungry the next day. Looking forward to my next payment from work. And not just because I'm, that money is going to be going to my savings. No, that money is going to the university set up their direct debit on the day I get paid from work. So as the work is paying me, they're taking their money. And they're leaving me with absolutely nothing but God. Thank God he's magnificent, he's supreme and he's sovereign. Because God was all I needed to survive. And it's all I need still to survive. Let us pray as we come to a conclusion. Lord, we thank you for today. 
We thank you for the stories and accounts of your presence in our anxious state that we have heard today. May we remember to always put your interests first and exalt you above all things. May we remember to always pray for others who have and need our help through prayers. May we remember and never forget that your thought towards us is of good and not of evil to give us a future and a hope. May we remember, O Lord, that you never grow tired or weary and your understanding no one can fathom. Incline our heart and our ear to hear you and act according to your word. Present us with your gift of calm, peace that supersedes all human understanding and knowledge. It is December, Lord. Make it different. Never depart from us. May your presence never leave us. And may we never be without your covering. In all things, may we remember to give thanks to you. And even for that challenge that we are going through, Lord, may we, through Christ Jesus, overcome. Amen. Amen. So thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. Um, I know that you all have a social media account so please spread the word spread the word and also we created a google space here so it's a space chat room for all of us um only those who are registered here we drop our prayer request there i'll be dropping mine there after this conversation so if you pray for me thank you so much if you have a prayer request you also drop it there and we'll use that channel to, to converse and talk to ourselves. Thank you so much. If you don't have Google Chats, you can download it. It's called Google Chats. So that you can just um, use that immediately to, to chat with others. The reason why we don't want to use WhatsApp is we want to limit the possibility of having unauthorized access to it. So please download Google Chat. You will see my prayer request there. Please pray for me, pray with me, and uh, also drop your prayer request there. So we'll pray for each other together. And remember, Chin on So and Faith, Monday we're going to be talking about uh, having God as student and having such a strong desire of God. Um, and I pray that God will inspire us to inspire others in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you, Isaac, for sharing that. And I will see you on Monday. Bye.